Welcome to the Conscious Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Shaylin, and uh, this is an unscripted, unedited, uncensored kind of show where we, meaning me and my guests, share our tips, our tricks, our our stories, and we really give you the boost that you need to transform your life with alignment and purpose. So if you're ready to become more conscious and connected to yourself and feel more fulfilled with what you do in your world, you're in the right place. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, and find me over on Instagram to connect. And I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Right. Welcome to the Conscious Confessions podcast. Today, my guest is Karen Weeks, and she is a, oh my gosh, she's got a whole list of things that she does. <laughs> but Mo, we're going to be talking about her career coaching um, that she does. She's a career coach. So I'm going to let her take it away. Karen, tell us all about you. Give us your bio, and then we'll get into your background, and we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to, to reconnect and chat with you. Um, yeah, so I started back in the day. I was in theater and worked in Hollywood, and I thought for sure that was going to be my career. I mean, I listened to soundtracks in the car. I mean, I was all about theater. <laughs> and when it actually had to become my livelihood, it just wasn't right for me. I couldn't handle not knowing where my next gig was going to come, literally where or if or when, and that just wasn't the life for me. And so I felt that stress. And so I said, okay, well, maybe I'll go to the business side, right? Like I, I can still be part of the arts So I moved out to Hollywood and no offense to anyone who loves Hollywood, but that was definitely not for us. Like the whole culture out there was not healthy for us at all. Mm. So, but you know, we did it, we tried it, but then I kind of went, well, shoot, what do I do now? I have no idea what to do. So I did some reflection and realized that the things I really enjoyed doing were creating a shared experience, which was what I was doing as a stage manager. And then helping people with their careers, because in the talent agency world, you're helping actors get their next jobs. So someone said that might be HR. And this was long before anyone called it employee experience, but just the concept of bringing people together at a company. So I said, okay. So I made the change. Mm -hmm. And throughout my whole HR career, I always focused on training and development, career development, coaching new managers. I always was drawn to that kind of area of HR. And then over the last couple of years, I thought, well, maybe I can do more of this outside of my day-to-day. -day. Instead of just the company I'm working for, let me coach other folks. And then the pandemic hit, and I was so impressed by how many people wanted to figure out finding a career that meant something to them, not just having a job. You know, everybody kind of has a reflection point during something mm -hmm. as intense as that. And I said, well, shoot, I really can help people here. And so I really leaned into the coaching practice. I started my own podcast. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm about to do a group program to even uh, spread that love even more. So I absolutely just love helping people find jobs that they care about because we all work way too much. And if you don't enjoy it, it impacts so many areas of your life and just brings down your whole energy and everything about you. So how can I help you find something that you do enjoy and make that happen? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is definitely like a major part of 
we we talked on your podcast about my whole journey and like <laughs> finding that alignment and finding that that thing that you actually care about yes. <laughs> that you actually love it's not just a job it's your job but it's yeah. not just your you know just this thing you do it's something yeah. you actually care about it makes an impact so what are some of the things that um what's like your like the the best part about doing this like what are some of the things that you work on your work with your clients on like Give us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I use a, a framework called unstuck and it really helps people throughout their career journey. And, you know, people come to me at different stages. So sometimes we kind of gloss over parts of it and other times we kind of lean into other areas, but really it is all about unshackling yourself from your current situation, right? Like a lot of people think, oh, but I'm supposed to be this. Or like I said about my theater background, I am this. First, you got to let that go. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to think about something different. It's okay to want something else. So unshackle yourself from that. And then let's figure out what you actually want to do, which is nail your new target career. And I think, you know, one thing I loved about your story was that that can look like so many different things. It doesn't have to be your next nine to five job. It could be a bunch of different things that create a career. It could be something you actually want to do on the side. It could be that you like what you do, but you don't like your company or your industry. So let's figure out where you actually want to go and then look at all your skills, right? So everybody has transferable skills. So let's figure out how we can use those in the future, if, what skills you even wanna use in the future, and then figure out, okay, let's talk to everybody. I think I wanna go this direction. Let me talk to people in those organizations. Let me talk to people with those jobs. Let me learn more and just have informative interviews. And then we talk about unlocking your brand. So do you need to sort of rebrand yourself and reposition yourself based on whatever change you want to make? Some people that's very little, um, but other folks it's, you know, I was uh, an engineer and now I want to become a therapist. How do I rebrand myself as yeah. someone who could be a therapist? And then finally, the last couple of stages around crushing the interview. So let's actually prep you for the interviews. How are you going to talk about your transition or any gaps that you have or anything that you might get tripped up on? Let's actually work on that and prepare for that. Then it is coming down to uh, negotiating and hopefully kicking butt in your new career. And so, like I said, that's, that's the structure that I use, but I really try to make it personalized and individualized based on who I'm working with. Awesome. And that spells unstuck, right? Yes. Everything yeah. I was, like, I was like trying to keep track. I'm like, yep, yeah, U-N-S. Yeah. Yeah. You oh gotta gosh, love a good acronym. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> it makes it so good. Um, so that sounds like a lot of that starts with identity work, like a yes. lot of like really digging in and saying like, and I remember during, you know, my, through my career path, it was a lot of like, well, I should be doing this. Yeah. This is who I am. And this is what I, everybody knows me as. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but going even deeper into yourself. So is, do you, is that like what, out of all of those different stages, like I, it sounded like you said people come to you at like different, different, uh, areas, different mm -hmm. spaces in, in their journey, like different places in their journey. Um, what, what out of maybe all of those do you spend the most time on maybe? Yeah, I think it's definitely that upfront place of what do I actually want to do and how do I let go of all the shoulds and was supposed to, and I thought I wanted, and people are expecting of me and just like mm. letting go of all that. And you asked earlier, sir, what's one of my favorite parts. That is definitely one of my favorite moments when I can see yeah. their shift in their energy and they start talking about the things they actually like doing, or they start to see how that could piece together in a different kind of role. And literally everything about them changes. And I can see it on their faces and their body language and their voices. Yeah. And I'm like, this is it. Like, 
I even have thought about um, recording a couple of our sessions if I know that's going to be the topic so they can hear the difference. Because I don't yeah. think everybody has that internal voice of like, do you realize how different you feel right now? Do you realize how different you sound right yeah. now? So I think that is definitely a lot of the work because um, a lot of people say, I know I want to make a change, but I have no idea what to do next. And I was like, okay, so let's work on that. And then I definitely think the other biggest piece that we spend the most time on is the resume and LinkedIn and interview prep, just like the logistics and the the work that goes mm -hmm. into preparing for those pieces. Yeah. That big breakthrough moment is like yes. the coach's bread and butter. Like <laughs> we, we love that. <laughs> we love so that. That's the best part. It's just seeing like, and, and it's not even about you as a coach. It's just like seeing like how their life is impacted by, yes. by that, like their whole life is different now. <laughs> like just yeah. from that, like sometimes it's a split second. Sometimes it's a couple sessions where it's kind of got to work its way through. Like they're conscious, <laughs> like their conscience. Um, it, it, it's, that is the, really the, the best part. I always yeah. love talking to coaches about what their, their favorite part is. Cause I found out that it's pretty much the same yeah. for all of us. We <laughs> love, we love the breakthrough. We love the shift, the, yeah. And, and yeah, I would definitely record the breakthroughs because those are even, those are the best. <laughs> well, and it's where yeah. the accountability piece comes back to sometimes as well. You know, it's very easy when we're going through our own journeys to slip backwards into the safety zone. And mm -hmm. so when I was working with someone last month and they really wanted to target this new area, but it was going to be hard, right? Like it, I want to also be clear with people, you know, it's hard to make a career change. It takes some work. It's going to take yep. some time. And so they often would say, yeah, so I also applied to this other job. That's exactly what I do today. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you don't want to <laughs> do that. And then she's like, yeah, because I also applied to this job. I'm like, well, tell me about that job, like, which was the job in the new area. Yeah. And again, she would come back to life. I'm like, did you just feel that change? Describe job A, which is what you do today. Describe job B and feel your body as you describe the two. She's like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. No, I want to wait and make and find job number B. It's like, I know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep exactly. Sometimes you need that reminder. Yeah. Uh, the, the accountability is so important and, and that's when things really change for, for me and, and for my clients too. And I'm sure for you and your clients, when you have a coach that kind of like, holds you to remind you that, like remind yeah. you what your path is not, like where you're going now, like not where you were with this mm -hmm. old job and this old, you know, thing that you're stuck in. Um, but yeah, shifting into that, that yeah. new energy is, is so good. So yes. how does that kind of coming back to kind of more of your journey? Um, what's, what has, how has your, your kind of philosophy around work, um, evolved like since you yeah. started in theater and and kind of moved through these different positions and kind of figured out your way and made it to career coaching um i mean as a holistic philosophy like yeah. mind body soul like how does that kind of feel to you yeah so i'm a big believer of it's uh coaches tend to use this exercise called the wheel of life and it mm -hmm. shows all the different areas of your life from relationships to spiritual, whatever that means to you. Like it doesn't have to mean religious, just whatever bigger thing is out there for you to friendships, to finance, to physical health, to mental health, to work, like the, everything that is about you and really tuning into that and saying, where am I depleted right now? Where am I not feeling it? Where do I not have the energy? Where do I feel stuck? 
and constantly reviewing that, you know, every six months or something so that you can make the changes. And what a lot of people realize is that when they're feeling down in one place, it's affecting the other places as well, because mm-hmm. we're a whole human. And so we can't compartmentalize as like as much as we like to think we can. And so when I think about mind, body, and soul, I think about where am I feeling depleted? Where do I need to focus some energy? And how is that impacting other areas of my life? You know, if I'm not, if my job is really bringing me down, I don't feel like exercising because at the end of the day, I feel burnt out and crappy. And the last thing I want to do is exercise Mm -hmm. or, and then I grab a bag of potato chips and I sit on the couch and eat that Mm -hmm. and don't call back my friend who I needed to talk to and just sit and chill. And some days you need that, right? Like there was a couple of weeks ago that I absolutely did. I needed a day on the couch and I did nothing and I was supposed to do some things and I just didn't because I needed that day. Those are different. That's a mental health day or a self-care day or whatever you want to call it. But if you're feeling that, you know, 50% of your time and it's because something is depleting you, that's when you want to take a step back and think about, okay, so what needs to change so that I feel healthier in all parts of my life, in my mind, body, and soul, so that I can be a, a more full, engaged human? Mm, yes. It is such a holistic experience like I always think of there's two things I think of like the I never can remember the percentage of of hours of our life (laughs) that we work but it's way more than it probably should be right and then how um like the eight hour work day was invented like over a hundred years ago and we we've evolved (laughs) we you know like yeah and it's and it's not just eight hours anymore it's 10 it's 12 it's 14 you know and we're just working and working so it's so easy to get burnt out I have a client right now actually that's that's going through uh, some major burnout with her work and so we're working on solutions to that like is it is it just this day or is it are we getting into like, this is repetitive, this is more, you know, 50% of the time or more, you feel like this, like, where, what's the next step? Is it looking for another job? Is it quitting this job? Is it like she's shifting into coaching too? So uh, it's definitely, there's that kind of shift into, it's also thinking about like, the type of, of, company you want to work for do you want to work for yourself like it all it's this big ball of like just so many things you kind of have ball of string like that you have to unravel almost to try to figure out where where to go next so yeah yeah I totally get that do you see a lot of clients with um I'm sorry interrupted (laughs) no you're Um, good I was gonna say do you do you have a lot of clients that kind of hit that burnout or is it is it more like they've they're just like okay I'm ready for something new it's not burnout it's just not the right fit Yeah. Sadly, I think sometimes it takes people getting to that burnout stage or Mm -hmm. that like, I literally cannot do this anymore stage to really engage with an external partner. And it's Mm -hmm. sad. Like, I wish that wasn't the case, but honestly, you probably see that in any time you're using a nutritionist, a physical therapist, a trainer, a a, a mental therapist. Like, I think that's just sort of our human nature is like, no, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And then when you're at the breaking point is when you ask for help. Um, So most people are are usually pretty far down the path if I can't do this. The thing that's really Mm -hmm. interesting, which ironically was what I was going to share was Mm -hmm. I do think people feel some relief, even in their position they're in today and where they feel crappy once they've made the decision to make the change and once they start working on it, it's this weight Mm -hmm. off their shoulder. It's this, 
oh, I can make a change. Yes, it hasn't happened yet. No, I don't know what I'm going to do. But just saying those words out loud and acknowledging that you're feeling stuck, that alone can sometimes actually help you in current state. Um, I know, honestly, I personally felt that once I love what I do and I still have my job as an HR leader, um, but I was definitely feeling a little burnt out there. And for me, my career development and my energy in my career was doing this coaching and that made me more engaged in my day job too. And so I think that really can be the case of just by saying something out loud and acknowledging where you are and asking for help will actually help your current situation while you work on the, the new thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's not always about just like quitting this job or getting a new one. Sometimes it's just like adjusting. It's just yes. like adding in something that you do enjoy or that complements what you're already doing mm -hmm. gives you that next level a little more challenging maybe a little more um i'm thinking personal development it is personal development but professional development too like yeah. what you're doing as a coach also like matches what you're doing for your, your work and that's yeah. amazing too like just finding that right um fit for you. I, yes. I always, I yeah. talking about quitting your job all the time that that scares people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how, cause I mean, we, we need income. We need, yeah. you know, you need to take care of things. Sometimes it's about, it's about our livelihood. So yeah. it's not always about just quitting, but finding the fit that's going to make it either, you know, to take off the burden of the burnout mm -hmm. or, add that extra layer of challenge that keeps you engaged. Like there's so many different, it's so interesting when I we get into talking about career stuff with people yeah. because everybody has a very different philosophy and a very different like view of what work means to them, yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I always ask uh, new clients up front. Okay. So let's kind of play out some timelines. You know, how, how long do you, can you wait to make a change? Cause therefore how long can we work on this? Are you at total Jerry Maguire? I'm walking out, like I'm throwing, you know, taking the goldfish and just walking out of the office. And if so, how long can you be unemployed? And so I ask them a lot of these questions to kind of help put their own ex expectations in place as well. You know, I'm not in a toxic environment. I don't like it, but it's not toxic. So I can hang in there while I figure out this new thing, or it is so bad. I do need to walk out, but that means I need to find something in two months or I'm going to not spend any money so I can save up some and then do the Jerry Maguire walkout. So, you know, yeah. that's often one of the part of the unleash uh, and unshackle yourself is to also think through, okay, so what is this actually going to look like? How can we map this out so that you feel some relief, you know, you're driving towards something, but it's also balancing sort of where you are today too. Mm, yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your group program that is starting up soon. Yes, I am so excited. So I love doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I realized through my own experiences, both doing workshops, but also going through a my own group coaching program with a business coach, is having that peer support can really feel very special. And knowing you're not in it alone, knowing others are going through something similar, having wins, having stumbles, learning from each other. And even because this is all career-based, also networking. You never know who knows someone who's looking for something uh, or yeah. who's looking to fill a role. So I'm going to try this uh, group program. It's all based on Unstuck and everything I do one-on-one. -on -one. We're just going to come together and it's going to be 12 weeks starting the first week in May. It will have a weekly roundtable with the peers in the group. It will have seven training modules uh, and worksheets based on Unstuck. 
it will have some one-on-one coaching with me. And then it will also have access to a Slack channel where you'll get all that content, but also, you know, there'll be channels for uh, job opportunities. If people want to share, Hey, my friend is hiring. If anyone's looking for this kind of job, um, any, you know, best practices, sharing wins, having questions. We're also going to have a recruiter join one week to review resumes, uh, even deeper than myself and do some interview prep. So, you know, it's really started taking what I do one-on-one and just expanding it and doing it with others, which I think is going to be really meaningful for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you kind of mentioned a little bit about like with the pandemic and people kind of shifting and and moving around and really like feeling the like we we all kind of not I shouldn't say we all many of us got sent home, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're closed, you're not working, whatever, if you weren't already set up to work from home, that was a major shift. And it was it can be it was and can be kind of lonely and you can feel like you're the only one out of your peers and your, you know, your immediate, you know, friends or family or whatever that is going through this whole career shift and change. You know, a lot of times we compare ourselves and we think, oh, well, my friend has this great job and she loves it. And she, you know, has retirement and and all these benefits (laughs) and, you know, all this stuff and, and, it's so easy to like get into that comparison mode. But when you come together with other people that are going through the same thing, it becomes less about comparison and more about collaboration and less about competition and more about creating, you know, things together and helping each other. And that's so powerful to, to have that available to you (laughs) having that group of people. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the idea of like support and collaboration, because that was one reason I actually started the podcast last year was because when I was working with people, they'd say, well, but nobody really does this. Like, I don't know anyone who's really made a career change. I "I know so many, a, I have, but I know Mm -hmm. so many people who have, I was like, I need to get those stories out there. So people feel inspired and, you know, get some actionable tips on how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of your podcast episodes and I love hearing it. It helps me, you know, as an, also, as, as another career changer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps me like feel, and even though like, I think I've mostly found what I want to do for now, at least <laughs> it really still helps me to hear from other people, other perspectives, yeah. other things to think about, like having that support, even if it's, you know, just the podcast, it's, yeah. it's not just the podcast. It's like, that is my people. Like yes. I love to hear from them and, you know, I'll look them up and, and see what they're doing. And, you know, that's how we create these connections. And now that so many of us are, are also not in a workplace, like that's a whole new option. That's like a whole new world to explore too. I'm sure you're seeing that with your clients as well. Like, you don't have to just find the same job that you were doing because now there's yes. like, there's other options. Like we're at home, we're remote, we're, you know, there's new positions out there that didn't exist years ago. I was talking to, I want to say I was talking to like my mom or my grandma, you know, somebody that had been working their whole life and none of these positions that we have now mm-hmm. existed, you know, 40 years ago or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever they started working, it was like, you had like, you, uh, teacher, doctor, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. boom, like it was just very cut and dried. Like these are the positions, there's nothing else. And like over time, you know, just created all these different things and having those stories out there of yeah. like what's available. Some people have never heard of some of these things. And then you realize, 
I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to your point, it's, it's some folks are finding it overwhelming, but the fact that you can now consider companies that you never used to consider because so many companies have gone remote or some roles within the company are remote. Um, so they're like, wait, I could work for a, you know, Silicon Valley tech company, even though I live in Michigan. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it sounds like you probably could let's, let's explore that more. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's the one thing I love about sharing people's stories is people have jobs that you've never heard of before. My best example, I don't know anyone who has this job, but my best example is always there's someone's job is to name the colors of the crayons in a Crayola crayon box. Like that's yeah. someone's job. That's so cool. And so ah. there are things out there that you've never heard of before. So that goes back to the, all the reflection at the beginning is Let's not box yourself in. Let's really think about what you enjoy and what you do. And mm. there's probably a job out there. We just need to find it. Yeah. And that even makes me think about too, like what you were, what you were excited about and passionate about as a child Yes, is, reflects later on in your life, like as, as an adult, like your work and your, your relationships and like all those things talking about this big holistic thing, you know, yep. like things that I loved doing when I was little, you know, I'd line up all my toys and I was the teacher or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So yeah. of course I, of course I became a teacher and then you know, going through all these different shifts and changes. Like I was like, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm going to do this, this, this. I still come back to teaching. Mm -hmm. It's still part of me. So like digging in to find those little, yeah. little secret, they're not, you know, uncovering your secret, like yes. talents and skills and like things you actually care about, like yeah. things that you really are like naturally gifted at or whatever that looks like. So good. <laughs> yeah. I remember you shared exactly that when we uh, spoke for my <laughs> podcast was about how it's actually on always gone back to teaching. And I think that's yeah. one of the things when I think about the transferable skills, there's a lot that we learn that we can bring with us and we're not abandoning, you know, yeah, my parents paid for a theater degree. Thank you so much for doing that. It wasn't right. worthless. Like I am using those skills. I'm dealing with yeah. different personalities and influencing and negotiating and conflict management and organization and all of those things every single day. I'm not doing it in a theater space, but I'm doing it elsewhere. And so I think a lot of us go back to those roots, go back to those things you loved, let go of the expectations and the labels of it. And let's get back to the roots of the things you enjoy doing and the things you know you're good at. And then we'll figure out what that's actually called in whatever job you want to do next. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find that a lot when, when I, when I start talking about like my career path or when I start, you know, bringing up, like I have this degree in, in education and, people wonder like well aren't you a teacher and like like why aren't you in the schools like you should go work at, I hear that a lot you should go work at the school they're always hiring they're always I'm like yeah but I know they are and I'm good like I always think of it though like for a while I, I had to overcome thinking that it was that that degree was a big waste mm. um you know waste of time waste of money like I'm not using this this is dumb I had to overcome that because now I think of it as like, look at all the experiences that came with that. It wasn't just about like, here's your degree. You can now be a teacher. It's like, here's your degree. You've, you've shown up to class for four years. Like you have, you know, you've gained that skill of like being punctual and like showing up, you know, doing hard, hard projects, collaborating with other people, like working full-time while you're also a full-time student, like good, mm -hmm. you know, that's imagine the time management that you had to learn. Like, so I really had to get out of the box, like you're talking about yeah. with your clients and think like, 
what are the things that I actually gained from that? Not what I lost. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to phrase it. And it's so easy. And cause I think, you know, there's so many people in our lives who think they're helping, but in fact, we take it as judgment and expectations or those sort of negative connotations. And I think that's sometimes yeah. a lot about us as humans, but how can we reposition that and, you know, reset our own mind? So when someone says, oh, you should work in a school instead of saying, oh, I know, cause I got that degree and I'm not using it. It's no, I actually taught for a while and it really wasn't right for me. So I've transitioned that into what I do today, where I teach people every single day. They're just not sitting at schools with pencils in their hands. Right. And for us to like naturally go into that dialogue versus I know, yeah, no, I didn't really like that. Like, and just kind of yep. let it stay there because we all yeah. do it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Just becoming more aware of like the, the words that you, the yes. self-talk that, and then the words that come out and like, really, I think that's, like I said, that's like the bread and bre bread and butter of what we do. Like the yeah. breakthroughs of like, oh my gosh, yes, this actually was super valuable and I'm going to take it with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So you've got your group program going on. People can work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, starting in May. Well, you, you can do one-on-one -on -one anytime. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I do the one-on-ones now and the group program is like in addition to that, if people want to join. Cool. cool. So, um, always do that. I always do, um, well, sometimes I remember, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always do my final question. I'll save that, but I want to know what are, what are, um, three, maybe th three takeaways that, that you would like to leave with the listener about, um, careers, uh, any, t how, how to find their, uh, your whole, we talked about your philosophy, all that stuff. What are your three biggest takeaways? Yeah. I think one is, you know, be open to making a change. It's okay to make a change. It's okay to say what I do today. I don't enjoy anymore. Or the company I've been at for a few years, isn't the right fit for me anymore. So all of that is okay. So give yourself the permission and the forgiveness to say, I want to make a change and that's okay. Um, I think the second one is to recognize areas in your life where it's depleting you. And especially if it's your career, because that's what I tend to focus on, but, and how that's impacting the rest of your life. Um, it's very easy. Yeah. I just don't like my job. Nobody likes their job. Every, no one wants to work if they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, there's a lot of people who'd like to be sitting on the beach right now or like hiking in the woods or doing whatever. But yeah. you should enjoy the work that you're doing. And if it is to the point that 50% of your time, you are not enjoying it, something needs to change because it's, it will affect, if it's not yet already, it will affect your health, your relationship, your energy, your mental well-being. So recognize it's okay to make a change and then realize the impact of not making a change. Um, and then I think finally, just know that you're not alone. You know, whether that's working with a coach finding a peer or a friend, finding a former mentor that you've worked with, listening to these stories that we all celebrate of people who have made the change. It's mm -hmm. very possible. And there's actionable things that you can do to figure out what you want to do, identify what those skills can be, and then find that new job. And of course, I would love to help you with that, but you know, there's free worksheets out there. There's other courses. There's other people that can help. Just don't get stuck, like find a way out because you can do it and there's actionable ways to do it. Mm, love it. Perfect. So final question, <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. So uh, what does being conscious in your career look like to you? Yeah, I love that question. It For me, it's about 
being purposeful, being aware of what's important to you at that moment. Um, and even if you always do the same job and always in the same industry, sometimes you're going to need more flexibility in your hours. Sometimes you're going to care much more about getting the biggest salary possible because you're trying to save for a house or something. Or at other times, maybe you've had a reflection point. You want to be more mission-driven work. Even if you're always an engineer and always in financial services, there's ways that you can evolve that depending on what's important. So being very purposeful about the work that you do and thinking through what's important to me at this time and being very consciously attached to those things so that you're finding the right thing for you at that moment. Again, even if it's not some big change and it's still the same yeah. job and still the same industry, it can still look different depending on what's important to you at that moment. Absolutely. Priorities shift all the time. Yes. You know, I'll, maybe you move, maybe you have a kid, maybe you need to buy a car, like you said, a house, whatever. Priori priorities are always shifting. Yeah. So making sure that you're staying true to what matters to you. So yes. important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Karen. I will link up. Uh, go. Actually, you can tell it. I tell everybody where to find you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So my website is KarenDWeeks.com. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and all of those places as well. But the website would obviously send you to those places as well. Um, and there's a link to connect with me for a 30 minute uh, career clarity conversation to see sort of what makes sense for you. Um, and so that's the best way. It also announces like upcoming workshops and anything else that I have going on in the world. There's always something going yeah. on. Right? <laughs> That's why I looked at her list and I was like, oh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I will link all of those things up in the show notes. Thanks again for coming on Conscious Confessions. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much. Awesome job. All right.